Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to their audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on, on the road and everything, and you want an audiobook, and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that, too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person, how-to books which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have Tamika back with me again. Say hello to everybody. Hey, part two. Part two. Part three tomorrow. Oh, part three. (laughs) The finale of having me on your show tomorrow. Right. And (laughs) we're actually going to be doing a Muppet Christmas Carol. This movie came out on December 11th, 1992. Oh, 92. Wow. Yeah, I actually remember going to the movie theater to see this movie as a kid. Oh, wow. Dang, Joe. So, <laughs> are you saying I'm old now? <laughs> no, of course not. You're, you're okay. as young as you feel. Exactly. I'm still in my prime. I'm still good yes. to go. Yes. You're only 21. <laughs> That's right. I'm only 30. Hey, I'm only 21. 21. Okay. Yep. Yep. No. And a matter of fact, this actually had a budget of twenty million, twelve million dollars, huh. and it grows twenty seven point seven million hmm. at the box office. Hmm. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I haven't checked this movie out since I was a kid. Really? I remember certain things. Yeah, I haven't. Get this, I have it on VHS. But I don't have it on like DVD or anything like that. So when you told me it was on Disney Plus, I knew that I had to go on ahead and check this movie out again. And yeah. I just want to, I just want to say this actually brings out my inner childhood again. I do appreciate you telling me that this movie is actually on Disney Plus, so I can revisit my childhood. Just being a kid in the movie theaters, eating my popcorn and my, and also my M and M's watching this movie, so I mean, it makes me feel giddy. It got me back into the Christmas spirit and everything, and Larry, ne- hey, Larry's here. Larry? Larry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie is playing at my work right now. That's what? pretty cool. Oh, snap. I gotta go to work with Larry. <laughs> yeah, he works at the movie theater, so I guess they did Whoa! a re-release. <laughs> the movie theater. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's actually pretty cool that that's actually getting re-released now and being introduced to younger audiences, even though it's on Disney Plus. I think that's actually gives them some source of entertainment for right now, and that's actually the best way to go about it. But you know what I liked about this movie, and I didn't even know Michael Caine was actually Scrooge until now. And <laughs> when I watched it, because you know when you're a kid, you don't look at actors other than yeah. All- Unless it's Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone or something like that or Van Damme at that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I had no clue who Michael Caine was up until, you know, Batman and all that other stuff. But, you know, I'm I'm just re- happy that he played Scrooge. I thought he did a very good job of playing Scrooge and everything. You can definitely tell he was definitely grumpy. He didn't like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Also, like Gonzo in this movie. Gonzo does a good mm-hmm. job of playing Charles Dickens. Yeah, I, I yeah. Yep. What did you think? What, what did you think of Scrooge? What did you think of the opening? What did you think about all that? Uh, this is one of my favorite stories, I guess. I, I saw the play probably as a kid, and I know the ghosts of Christmas future scared the bejesus out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's scarier on stage, I believe. <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah, I, I like this. I like this story. It's one of my favorite Christmas stories. Um, I've seen probably like four different versions of it, and the Muppet one is my favorite. The Muppet one, one is one of my favorite. my favorite. Yeah, right. I remember the old black and white original movie, but I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got introduced into the Christmas Carol. But as a kid, it was on. Uh, I was like, okay, I have no interest in this movie. Yeah, it makes <laughs> you know, think too what, much. <laughs> <laughs> my parents thought that that would actually be something that I would be interested in. I'm like, okay, this movie's a little too deep for a six year old me. So, right, Legos. <laughs> Exactly. Give me some Legos. Give me some um, of those blocks, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, cabin blocks. Yes. Give me some of those. I'm good to go. Yeah. But yeah. But with this movie, I've always loved loved the Muppets. The Muppets hold their place in my heart and have Hermity Frog doing doing this. (laughs) I did not expect that. <laughs> what you don't like my comedy front voice? No, <laughs> but yeah, they can't call me But yeah, I love seeing all my favorite characters from uh, from the Muppets and everything doing doing a different version of a Christmas Carol. I love the songs in this mo- movie for the opening act, and I like the song Scrooge. I thought it was actually really good. I like the energy it actually brought as he's actually walking and the Muppets are actually singing about him. And I love the Christmas carolers though, because because maybe there's something nice about him in his heart. Maybe there's just something there. All of a sudden he goes, bah humbug. He goes, nope, nothing there. And goes back to singing Scrooge. Nope, nothing there. Nothing in his heart. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess it, you do become sort of a Scrooge at some point when you get to be yeah. older around Christmas time and you can identify with Scrooge. Um, but you would hope that that you would come back to your inner childhood where you loved Christmas. Right. And that's exactly what it does. I mean, it, you can relate to it even though it's a Muppet movie and 
it brings back a lot of memories, right? I mean, it brings yeah. you up to your Chris- Christmas as a kid and then growing up through that whole entire ordeal whenever you are aging through each Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what I love about this movie is how realistic it actually is, even though it's a Muppet movie. Yeah. But, you know, it makes you feel for Scrooge in a way that you never thought you would actually feel for Scrooge before, especially about how he treats uh, Kermit in this movie, though, too. Yeah, and, yeah, and the employees, like, they yeah. were like, sir, can you, like, you know, put some more coal on the fire? It's coal in here. He's like, no, <laughs> like, oh, okay, it's fine. We'll just shiver and freeze. We're just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Frenchie's going to make fun of me because I thought the mice were was actually my favorite oh, thing no. about <laughs> I forgot all about <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, it's like I set myself up. <laughs> Right. But I also liked it when uh remember he said Kermit is like, Hey, I was just wondering, is there any chance that I can actually take off for Christmas? You know, I don't think yeah. a half a day is actually efficient enough to spend Christmas with my family. And then, you know, Scrooge is like, Okay, eight thirty. No, still not still not yeah. efficient. Well, how many days do you actually think that you actually need or how long do you need? Eh, the whole day. And yeah. all you can see the mice being all scared and everything, and he said no. And I love it whenever they're in their little Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time they asked for something, and he was like the unemployment line. They're like, "Oh, we'll go back to working." <laughs> and then of course, her, uh, Kermit goes, "Okay, that didn't work as qu- quite as good as I thought it was going to be." And no. not only that, but I also have to laugh because. Uh, one of the mice, I don't know if you noticed this, but he said, one of the mice, he, he wound up saying this, he goes, well, it was the frog's idea. <laughs> Snitch. <laughs> Snitch is good stitches. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. And I didn't notice that the um, before, though, where the mice wound up ratting out Kermit. He goes, it was, the, uh, it was actually um, Kermit's idea. So oh, I thought that was actually God. pretty funny. Man. And they're bookkeepers, too. Yep. The, that's all I got to say. <laughs> right. and also, also, too, they also said, I like how it also goes into each house, each neighborhood, though, too, because they even said uh, the houses are not efficient even for a mouse. And then here's the um, family of, of mice and everything oh, to yeah. give you an example of what they look like. And then after that, it goes into the other family and everything. So I thought that was really good. I, I like the scene at the beginning when Gonzo is introducing himself as Charles Dickens. And then he's like, Rizzo, what are you doing? He's like, you're eating all the apples. He's like, I'm creating scarcity and then we can raise the prices up. And I was like, geez, this got too real. <laughs> hey, he's even doing not being a hustler though too now. He's even being a screw. He's been a screw throughout the whole movie. Right? And then especially, we're going to get into the whole uh, turkey thing, though, too. He was even being a little bit of a snob with the turkey, too. When he goes into the chimney. Yeah. Yeah. That was also another thing. But what did you think about the first ghost that actually shows up, though? Creepy as hell. It was like (laughs) the, it reminded me of when we review horror movies. And I talked about the creepy white children. That's what it reminded me of. Okay, I can definitely see that. But <laughs> it yeah. was like a creepy floating white child. 
Right. And, you know, I thought that was actually pretty funny, though. I mean, they actually used that kind of set to actually have him. And then he goes, well, I can't fly. Well, just hold on to my hand. And her hand is very tiny compared yeah. to his hand. It's like that trend yeah. where people put um, like those tiny little plastic hands underneath cats. Have right. you seen that trend? That's what it was. Yeah, like. I've seen that before. Um, another thing... Another thing, though, too, I like how Gonzo and them want to go on the same adventure that Scrooge is going on, So, and they're inviting us into that world. I didn't really feel like I'm actually watching the movie. I just felt like I was invited into this world, and I was actually part of this world and everything. I felt like know? with those two, it was a DVD commentary <laughs> on the movie. <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. I want those two to have their own podcast, but sometimes I <laughs> oh, feel like... One of us is Gonzo, and one of us is Rizzo. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? My, what would you say that I am though? Would you say I'm more Gonzo, or would you say that I'm more of the I other think way? You're Gonzo, and I'm Rizzo. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was like sarcastic comments and trying to raise prices and do stuff behind the scenes. Oh, so that's what you're doing. <laughs> just what are you talking about? Oh well, no. <laughs> We'll edit this out. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that uh, that that scene was a really good. And also, too, I like whenever Gonzo goes on ahead and tries to light the lamp and everything, oh, too. Oh, yeah. And and then like, or in this instant, you like my tail. And then you're right. like, I put you out. Right. I and then, of course, out. because... Okay. I'll, then Gonzo goes, I'm going to help you out. He pushes him into the ice bucket of water. <laughs> which Did I thought was like a little funny. popsicle. Right. He goes, and all of a sudden you see him carrying it and he goes, <laughs> just. <laughs> I should thank you for that. He goes, you're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Just like the, the whole setup, like with Marley. Yeah, yeah, Marley was just telling him, you know, three ghosts are going to visit you. Uh, there are ghosts uh, past, present, and future. And he's just setting everything up for him. And I can see Scrooge is like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he ate that night. Right. But he had some really deep dreams where he's yeah. like traveling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always wonder, like, what did he eat to, like, have this life-changing dream where he's not even a Scrooge anymore in the end? That's that's another thing that's so timely about that. And he even mentions how timely it was. Because remember, he also says to the kid, and then when he opens the windows, he says, "Uh, how many days has it been? So Mm -hmm. he thinks in his mind that he's actually slept maybe two, maybe three days. Yeah. That's a long ass dream. <laughs> that is. And I thought just my little four or five hour dreams was a lot. That's a lot to yeah. actually process. That is a lot to process. Gosh. I could just see myself with like a dream book trying to look up the information. Like, okay, yeah. ghost, ghost, past, so, present, future. What does future. this mean? Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. But, but you can see how when we're on this journey with him to his past, how he became Scrooge. 
just as a kid, he was always working and he didn't really like Christmas and he kept to himself, but they didn't really go into detail with his parents. I don't no. think. No, um, they didn't really go into detail about his parents. All I you saw they- was him going into the business school and him just staying there. Because even the kids say, well, he never goes home for Christmas anyways or anything like that. Because uh, I think something to do with his parents or whatever. I'm not 100% sure. But I'm not sure if that's actually explained in the actual book on why um, Mm -hmm. he doesn't go home for Christmas or anything like that. But, you know, I thought for the little setup that we actually got, we got a little bit of a background where maybe the parents just don't care about Scrooge enough. And that's also makes him not care about Christmas either. And also, too, while all the other kids are having fun, He's over there studying and everything else. So maybe yeah. he doesn't come from the best family. So in order for him to prove his family wrong, maybe he's over there. This is speculation because I never read the book, but maybe he's just trying to prove them wrong about him mm. and everything. Yeah. And that's why he's going through all this school, doing this hours of school and everything else to prove them, to prove a point that he is, can do do everything on his own. But I also liked how, Throughout the time, the school starts falling apart. Yes. <laughs> and even with Gonzo and and them on the shelf, and the books just slide yeah, off. Yeah, the they just slide off. off. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was and really cool. smashed them in the corner. Oh and God. also, too, you, I like also, too, whenever the school teacher goes, I've been meaning to fix that bookshelf for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, okay. that's not the only thing that needs to be fixed here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's like, you know, Scrooge, just work hard, uh, keep your nose to the grind, just focus on your studies. And then he was like, that's the British way. And I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> no, no. First he goes, that's the American way. Oh, okay, yeah. And then remember, well, Gonzo goes right? in there and corrects him. He goes, he goes oh, yeah, uh, it's the British way. <laughs> Because I'm like, I started thinking to myself, like, wait, this is just a major screw up because it's supposed to be taking place in England. Yeah. And you're saying this is the American way. <laughs> I'm like, um, and then all of a sudden Gonzo corrects, his, corrects it. I'm like, okay, I'm on, okay, timeline's fixed. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, what a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I wanted to point out, like, um, just some of my, uh, I guess I'm getting off <laughs> topic no. a little bit, but I wanted to point out some of my favorite um, actors and actresses who play Ebenezer Scrooge. Like I think it's in no particular order, but of course it's Michael Caine who we have, uh, right. Patrick Stewart. I don't know if you saw that version. No, I haven't seen that version. Uh, George C. Scott. He played Ebenezer. I think that movie was in the 70s. Okay. And Jim Carrey, did you see that version? The, it was the, like that uh, animation that creeped people out. Yeah. <laughs> like Cold Express. Well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa Williams. I like that version. It was a diva's Christmas carol. So it was the take from her being a, a old lead singer of a girl group. But then she was Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay, um, I didn't see that one. They said Tim Curry play Ebenezer Scrooge, Guy Pierce, and Walter Matthew. I can see Walter Matthau playing Ebenezer. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, with yeah, you. yeah. 
Especially yeah. with uh, Grumpy Old Man and stuff like that. I could definitely see him playing that. Yeah, I saw um, the George C. Scott version and it kind of scared me. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the one I saw was the 1938 one. Oh, who was, do you know who was in that? The actor? <clears throat> it was uh, Ridgeland Owen. Ridgeland <laughs> Owen that played um, Ebenezer in that one. Wow, okay. Yeah, it was actually someone that I really have no clue at who that is. <laughs> Even looking at the IMDb, I have no clue at who that is. I but yeah, that's that that's actually the one I grew up on was the 1938 one. I'm trying to figure out. I I don't know which one was my first one. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring out like the variety of actors and actresses who played Scrooge. And what e- what each of them brings to the table, right? Like, and only Scott, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, never mind. That doesn't even have anything to do with Scrooge. It's just the movie that is called Scrooge with Bill Murray, which is actually one of my other favorite oh, ones. Oh, well, kind of right because he's right. kind of like Scrooge. Uh, a twist on it. Yeah, yeah, I would count it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he actually plays Frank, a guy named Frank Cross yeah. in that movie, <laughs> which I saw at Walmart today for like 10 bucks on Blu-ray. 10 bucks, and you didn't get it? I need to get it, because I want and to actually have Blu-ray? that collection. Yeah, huh? and it's a Blu-ray, too, for $10? Yeah. Wow. $10 Blu-ray. I also saw Jingle All the Way for 5 bucks. $5. For, yeah, $5. Oh, well, I'm not surprised by that. That's in the bargain bin. Don't talk about my child. <laughs> it's my childhood too, John. I just be realistic. But anyways, um, so there's also the other thing. I like Fonzie being in there. Fon- uh, oh, being in the movie with all his rubber chickens at his Christmas right. party, <laughs> and with all his little spinner, spinner hat that he usually yeah. wears. Yeah. Which I thought. He actually did a good job serving a purpose where it was that was actually Scrooge's first partner that he worked for. Mm-hmm. And it yep. shows that. I think that was the Ghost of uh, Christmas uh, Past when we saw that. Past. Yes. Past. Which is the second ghost, which is this enormous giant ghost. He was my favorite because he was so big. What? What did I'm trying to? I wrote notes. I'm trying to figure out what he said. He said something like, it, he sounded like he was, like it was some type of reggae song. Yeah, it was some type of reggae song um, and everything. Um, know me better, man, or something like that. He was like yeah. saying that the whole time. And then he's like, did I say that already? I'm like, oh, he's so relatable. <laughs> I say that too. He is definitely. And then he he's like, yeah, he's like, he, he fills the whole room up with just his energy and his presence. And he's like, I'm just in the moment. I'm just in the present. That's all I know. Definitely. I can definitely see that, especially when everybody is gathered around him. Yeah. And he has that cheerfulness about him where you have that holiday chair type of thing going on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, I can definitely tell that he was definitely the person to actually bring out the Christmas cheer 
and stuff like that to bring out the best in everybody to boost everybody's confidence in Christmas and things like that. Even if you haven't given, even if you gave up on Christmas, you have some way of hope with him. And that's what I got yeah. out of that. He's infectious. And I got sad too, because it's like every scene we were in the present with Scrooge, uh, with Ebenezer, the spirit started to get older and older. Because he's like, my time is so short because I'm only in the present. Right. Another thing, yeah. though, too, that I want to mention, too, bef- I, I want to mention that's the scene that we were talking about, but let's backtrack just for one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also brings in the whole entire factor, too. Ebenezer is so busy at trying to make money and so busy with his career that it actually affects his, the girlfriend that he's actually with. Mm-hmm. because remember he falls in love with this girl mm-hmm. and that's when he's like well it's not going to be this year that I'm going to marry you it's going to be the next year whenever I have enough money whenever all the funds are up and everything mm-hmm. and you know as a guy you're trying to provide and try to be the provider but at the same time you have to have some type of balance in between and all Ebenezer cared about was making money. He didn't actually care about her later on after a year later or whatever. Cause she even said it, she goes, at one point you did love me, but now you don't love me at all. And then she walks away. And that's when Gonzo and them start crying. Yeah. I remember that. I, I think there's a, a balance or a difference. Like I think it's noble for a guy to say, you know, I want to, wait till I can provide financially but if he has a timeline you know like give me two years or something like that Right. but with Ebenezer's case his case is different because he <laughs> he never really gave her a set timeline and you, he just kind of was focused in on my career and my money Right. It was like, okay, as soon as the stock market is back up and everything, that's whenever I'm going to go ahead and marry you. But, you know, that's what it seemed like to me, stock market wise, even though we're in London. But it's like, okay, once the stock market is back up, once I start making money, then I'll go ahead and we'll get married. But of course, that never actually happens the way that you actually wanted to plan it out because it's going into business is one of those things where it's never a steady pay or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. always either in the middle or falls or is up high. It's yeah. never a one slanted job and everything because it ends up going one way one, one week and then goes on a total different landslide on the next time. So yeah. it's not a steady thing. Like Scrooge is actually thinking it's going to be, you know, and I think well, he finds that out later on. Well, of course, that's an excuse because <laughs> he didn't really want to share his life. So right. I, I think there is a difference, like of being noble and having good intentions, and then somebody that doesn't want to share their life and they just give you excuses. But let's go back over to the fact that we we're introduced into Kermit's up. Uh, home and everything too yeah and i love how special it is for them on christmas they're all excited they're all happy they're singing they're laughing and even whenever he has a tiny tim on his shoulders he's singing they're both singing and everything 
And it still has a Tiny Tim was always one of my favorite characters out of the Christmas Carol, whether it's Muppets or not. Mm-hmm. He just holds a special place in in my heart because of the fact that you know he is what represents Christmas and that holiday spirit. He sees the good in everything and sees the glass half empty and everything, rather than seeing the big perspective of what adults see. And it's just so so hard as an adult to actually see what Tiny Tim sees. But I like it when Gonzo and them are on top of the roof. And you know, and all of a sudden, <laughs> then all of a sudden, um, you know, fall, uh, of course, you wind up seeing what, what's his name that Rizzo goes ahead and puts his head down in the chimney because they got turkey. And Gonzo's like, Not right now, just but I'm hungry. <laughs> and he goes down into the chimney and next thing you know he lands on the turkey oh. <laughs> he on something soft <laughs> oh. but, but I'm oh, like I want on my turkey <laughs> me <laughs> well, he was eating throughout the whole movie he was everything he saw he wanted to eat yeah. also like the two when remember whenever uh, Gonzo's crying and it hits him in the fields and he goes, I don't know how to relate to this because Rizzo wants to feel something he goes, I don't know how to feel because I have 1,775 uh, family members he goes, yeah, you don't know how to yeah, you don't know how to feel like I do <laughs> yeah, yeah, man he had a whole bunch of brothers and sisters he's like, gee whiz <laughs> right but you know, I like it when Miss Piggy comes up, comes around and everything, oh, and she's eating the peanuts, and the daughters are like, what are you eating? Nothing, nothing at all. You told us not to eat anything until after uh, after dinner. She goes, I was, I was just trying it for a little bit. <laughs> and then, of course, here comes Kermit and Tiny Tim and everything, and the girls are all happy to see Kermit come home, and yeah. then... I love that whole entire unity of them coming, him coming home and being bum rushed by his daughters. And then the wife is missing him just as much as anything. And then tiny Tim sits at the dinner table and, and she asks Kermit, how did church go? And he goes, it was really good. It was beautiful. Uh, tiny Tim enjoyed it. You know, I really love that. Yeah. It's, it's so wholesome, you know, like what, what you would want to come home to is like your kids like, Dad, Mom, oh my gosh, how it's work? You know. I don't know. Exactly. I just thought it was cute that all the kids look like them. Like the little tiny Tim frog, the little mini frog, <laughs> and the little <laughs> elder son frog, and the two little piglet girls with the little curls in their hair. It was so cute. It was. It was definitely cute. And I love how Miss Piggy don't doesn't remember their names. So she's calling them <laughs> different names because she can't she doesn't can't tell the difference between the two of them. Yeah. And how many our parents do the same thing to us? Yes, they do. I get called my sister's name. Um see, I'm like, my name's Tamika, but it's fine. <laughs> well, you know it's funny though, my mom will call me by my aunt's name sometimes. I'm like, look, I can only be oh. one person. Yeah, I was like, look, I can only be one person. I don't know who you want me to be today. So you have to tell me which one. I'm going to use that. I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to tell you if I'm on the floor or not. All right, I'll show. 
Let me know how it goes. If I don't yeah. see you tomorrow night, I know what happened. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's been a great ride. <laughs> I'll come and visit you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but, you know, if COVID's not going to kill us, our parents will. So, <laughs> yes, they will. Gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, no, um, let's see here. That's true, I am. But I love that scene, but I also love the song that Tiny Tim sings. As a matter of fact, it's on my list of songs that I love. And that's Bless Us All. Yeah. Bless Us All is one of those songs that gets me kind of teary, kind of emotional Mm. and everything, because it makes us realize how much we actually have, even though Mm. it may be like a small portion of what we have but we should still be blessed to actually have what we have which is everything yeah wow it's okay to cry john thank you i can see you getting teary right now real (laughs) men cry john real men cry i want you to know that i want you and your audience to know real men cry all right i mean not too much but they cry (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Bless Us All is actually one of my favorite songs on there and then When Love Is Gone is also another good one that's mm-hmm. when uh, the talk between Ebenezer and his girlfriend and they're splitting up and everything oh, yeah. I just like I, here's the reason why I like that song it's because the emotional attachment of Scrooge and everything and her walking away mm-hmm. it, even though he did it to himself it still yeah. hurts and that's also yeah. one of the other reasons why he also hates Christmas. But, you know, I really liked that. And then I liked how Scrooge didn't want that ghost to actually go because he actually enjoyed the laughter. He ended up loving the cheer- sharing. He loved hearing the music of other people enjoying Christmas. This is and present, then, right? Yeah, uh, that's actually oh. Christmas present. That he was present. Um, yeah, I didn't want present to go either. <laughs> right, because he was just such a joy, and that's what I, what Ebenezer actually experienced was joy. And then yeah. here comes the dreadful part: <laughs> is oh, Ghosts of Christmas uh, Future? Yeah, comes into play. Yeah, and I do not want to meet Ghosts of Christmas uh, Future. That's for sure, mm-hmm. because of no. how creepy. Yeah, it's like this faceless cloak. With long fingers, just pointing. He was like the Grim Reaper, if you actually yeah, think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. That's how I, to be honest with you, that's actually how I picture Ghost of Future uh, of the Future is the fact that he's a Grim Reaper. Yeah. And no, he knows everything. He knows about your past, your future, and your present. And sooner or later, your uh, your past is actually going to catch up with you. Mm. That's exactly what happened with Ebenezer. And everything, and that's what I actually felt with that. Yeah, you know, so and, didn't make peace with his past, and that was part of the reason why he was grumpy. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I want to actually say this, you know, especially whenever you hear other people talk behind his back. Yeah. You can actually feel that he's actually hurt by the things that people are saying about him. So it does show that there's a human inside of him, even though, you know, he's cold hearted, ice cold, and doesn't really care. But in deep down inside, he does care. 
Yeah, that was that was present, right? When he when the spirit yep. present took him to his nephew's yep. nephew's party and then they was talking about Ebenezer and all the stuff he is <laughs> and making fun right, of him. Because remember yeah. he goes, Okay, I invited the most dreadful thing to our party. And like, is it a mouse? Is it a roach? Is it what is it? And even Scrooge is getting fed up with it. He's like, "Tell me what it is." And then all of yeah. a sudden, he says, "It's Scrooge." He goes, "Oh." He's <laughs> like, "I don't want to play this game anymore." <laughs> yeah. Well, the ghost of Christmas present was like, "Ha ha ha!" This is a wonderful game. <laughs> Unless you're Scrooge. Yeah, because I thought you told me on my side, bro. <laughs> right. Bro, what what what's going on here? Oh. And then from and then from his nephew's house, that's when they go over to Kermit's house. Yeah, and then he finds out that um Tiny Tim is sick and Kermit's been working all these hours to hey, I guess him. make them comfortable. Make them comfortable, but also too, they have a mortgage that yeah. they that they have to pay off and everything too. So yeah. that has a lot to play into it. Because they, because remember, whenever finally he actually sees the light, he actually says, "I'm gonna bump your raise." Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, spoiler alert: Tiny Tim died. Not <laughs> after. I'm talking about like the present when we go to the present. <laughs> go, uh, go to future. You mean whenever uh... future? Yeah, future, future. Yeah, yeah. not the rapper yeah. future, but future, future. <laughs> of course. it was so Um, sad though spoiler alert when Tiny Tim died and then they panned over to like an empty chair and a crutch and a a scarf and a hat next to the fireplace I'm like are you trying to rip my soul apart and that's what it did with me I'm going to be honest with you oh okay sure yeah but yeah and then it it was kind of like Bob Pratchett was like even his spirit was getting low. You can see right. that he was almost on the verge of becoming light Scrooge. I want to say he. I could definitely see that, but also too, Tony was the heart of that family and the light yeah. of that family. Yeah, and he always let his light shine through him. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because we always see when someone dies and has that whole entire thing where, um. For instance, like let's say, for instance, with the Christmas Chronicle, for for instance, for the, like the very first one, we see the father being involved in Christmas, and throughout the years it got better. And then fa- whenever he died, that was it. That light that shined through Christmas is dead, and there's no one else to bring that light in. And therefore, you see a bunch of gloominess, you see sadness, you see depression. You see a lot of things that you didn't see before because of how many Christmases of, that, of the past that you actually had where it was so much lightness, so much lightheartedness, yeah. so much light into your life. And then all of a sudden it's gone. And that's exactly what happened with Tiny Tim. He was the light of that family and everything. And people were singing. They were full of light. And he also gave a, a boost to his family despite his whole entire condition that he was actually in. Yeah, yeah, which is rare for somebody to just not think about themselves, even if they have like this um, 
terrible condition where they could die any moment, but they just right. choose to uplift other people. Right. And, you know, Tiny Tim reminds me of this little boy that I know. And mm-hmm. he went to therapy and stuff like that. Um, he was actually a patient at the hospital. And he always had a grin on his face. He's wheel ba- wheelchair bound. He's handicapped and everything. But he would always find a way to make other people laugh. Like, for instance, he would tell the maintenance guy, get down and give me 10. <laughs> and the maintenance guy <laughs> on And he would go... And he would actually do push-ups for that kid because of the fact that he wanted him to do push-ups. But the kid was so full of light <laughs> and everything. <laughs> he was bossy, but he was full of light. <laughs> but I would always like buy him like a Dr. Pepper or something like that, you know, just to show um, that I cared cared for him and stuff like that. Even though I would just the guy who was bringing in oxygen and stuff. I was doing yeah. something uh, for him. So that was actually something that stood with me with Tiny Tim about how relatable he is, that kid was to Tiny Tim and everything yeah. too because he was full of light just like Tiny Tim is. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Every, every actor, they have to play Tiny Tim minus this Muppet. <laughs> Uh, every real actor (laughs) life actor they have to play it's always the cutest cutest little kid that just rips your heart out he does they say god bless us everyone you're like oh oh, damn it (laughs) you did it again he's like i hate you But you know what, though? I was crying over a stupid Muppet, though. That's how, how much heart they put yeah. into it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Real men cry over Muppets. Yep. Even if it's yeah. Muppet. Yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. But you might need to do an analysis, analysis on me later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been doing an analysis since this show started. You've just been opening up. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. I'm just like, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I take on the Frenchie. I take on well, Frenchie's I, essence, and then you just open up your soul. Right. And then Frenchie goes, mm, mm, yes, mm. yes. I have peered into your soul, and now <laughs> it is mine. Because <laughs> I am uh, Frenchie. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, guess the Frenchie uh, talks about on the Schmoes of the North podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way, to make it ironic. So we now that we advertise for Frenchie, let's go. <laughs> yes, we're through with Frenchie now. Bye, Frenchie. Okay, so now <laughs> we actually have it to where Ebenezer's actually begging for his life and everything because at that point he realizes that he's dead and no one even wants to come to his funeral because of how. Yeah, did you see that? They that like took all his stuff too. Like all his right. assets were in the street and people were fighting over all his rags and everything else like dogs I'm like oh that's how it is in real life (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay I don't care about him I just want his stuff that's how it is in real life when you have shady family members and one dies they're like but where's her pearls though I'm like oh god (laughs) (laughs) 
I can definitely see how that actually plays in. (laughs) Yeah. Plays into that. But then he goes, please take me back over to Tiny Tim's house. Please take me back over there and everything. I don't want to be here anymore. And the next thing you know, he's woken up. No, no, he saw his grave. Yeah, he saw his grave. He realized that he passed. That was creepy. Yeah. Oh god, that was like Doc Brown singing his grave that time. Oh yeah, in Bad to the Future Three. Right, that was like (laughs) that's That's what I got. Can you imagine somebody played a joke on you like that, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" (laughs) And then all of a sudden, there's like a grave that's actually already dug for you, and the next thing you know, (laughs) and you're like, "Oh my gosh, what are you trying to say?" Right, I'm like, okay, happy maybe anniversary. Anyway. We're gonna do it together. <laughs> like, oh no, it's like, oh, I'm good. I'm just gonna go exit over here. <laughs> We've only been on three dates. <laughs> <laughs> <Not three days. laughs> Sounds like an Alfred Hitchcock date. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I think Alfred Hitchcock would love a woman like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. But, but yeah, when he, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm no, no, you go. You're, you're, okay. you're uh, putting, you're introducing us. You okay. So at that point, after he sees his grave, he crawls back over to the ghost of uh, future. He's begging for his life. He's like, please, I don't want to die. I don't want this. I, I, I promise I'll put Christmas in my, not only in my uh, future, but my past my present, I'll get rid of everything that was holding me back, I promise just give me another chance all of a sudden he wakes up, a new person and also like how Gonzo goes we'll be right back at the at the grand finale of this <laughs> and yeah. then and then yeah, here we have Rizzo and Gonzo sitting on the on the window and goes well, Scrooge is back is into his normal, is normal now, he's okay now, there's nothing that he can do to us, all of a sudden he <laughs> That happened to them throughout the whole movie. They always well, fell off windowsills. <laughs> windowsills, chimneys. Chimneys. Hitting trees uh, and mm. everything, too. Traveling God. with the ghost. Yeah, I don't want to travel with those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They own stunts. Yeah. I hope they got paid for that. <laughs> I hope so, too. Poor things. They probably don't have no insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Being a Muppet is hard. But, you know, I really have to say I liked how they actually did that scene. Scrooge is actually happy. He's excited about Christmas now. He asked the kid outside the window, what day is it? He goes, it's Christmas Day, sir. He goes, how about this? Go get me the biggest turkey you can, and I'll give you eight shillings for Mm -hmm. the turkey that you give me. He chunks out the change. He doesn't even know how much is even in that little bag. The kid is just happy. He goes on ahead, gets him the turkey. And I like how he's going through each neighborhood and just being so given now with, versus before. Because I also mentioned, I forgot to mention this. Remember the charity at the very beginning? <clears throat> <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they just throw, they, he just throws them out the door and everything. And then all of a sudden, Squeaker just goes on ahead and gives him his scarf this time, this go around and everything. 
and he's going through all the neighborhoods. He's just happy, wanting for forgiveness, wanting to put Christmas first like he promised. Yeah. Things are and Tiny Tim, he wants to go over to uh Kermit's house and everything to see Tiny Tim. I really love that. This, I don't like the way he did it. <laughs> he had to pretend he had to get back in character. And he's like, Who told you to be off on Christmas Eve? He's like, you did, sir. And then Miss Piggy is like, uh-uh, I'm going to come up in this. I talked about me like that. <laughs> she was about to whoop some ass. Because remember, she even said, who do you think you are talking to my yeah. husband like that? Yeah, like, yes. Yes, girl. <laughs> then all of a sudden, he just comes out and says, he goes, I'm going to get, I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to get, I'm going to raise, give you a raise to help you pay off your mortgage. And Miss Piggy just all of a sudden just Look shocked, and then also to never mind. I forgot what I forget about what I said. <laughs> Come on in. And then, <laughs> and then everybody into their house with a giant turkey, and everybody's singing and dancing, and oh, it was magical. It's a great film. This this film brings out the kid in you. This film has some great. Like I said, it brings up the heart of Christmas. It also teaches you values of Christmas. And also, too, to give rather than take when it comes down to Christmas. This movie is just fantastic. I'm just glad that you told me that it was on Disney Plus and that, you know, <clears throat> this is, um, it brought out my inner childhood all over again from me watching it and stuffing M&Ms in my mouth and Coke. Aww. So it, it just brings a lot, to be right. honest with you, it brought Christmas oh, back to me. <laughs> Sorry, I was so, thinking about like the Mentos and the Coke, right? Because when you put Mentos and Coke, it like explodes. Right. So I was kind of worried about you, but you say M and M, so it's fine. I'm sure okay. you want to explode. Yeah, I wanted M and M's more as a kid. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to Mentos. Um, my question for you, <laughs> okay? Yes. Did you see this movie in theaters, or how did you see this movie? Uh, I think I saw it on TV, maybe like TBS. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I saw it. I saw it pretty late, though. Um, I was into the Muppets as a kid. I think it was Muppet Babies was the first see, encounter with the Muppets. Muppets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, that was when McDonald's had awesome toys because they would give you like the plush Muppet Baby. And yeah. I think I had Fozzie. I think Ozzy was always my favorite. I think I had him. It used to come in this plastic bag, and it was like a little plush toy. They were awesome. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I love the Muppets. I think Gonzo is my favorite. Rizzo, of course. Um, I like Kermit, and I like Miss Piggy. Same. Even though she's super sassy. (laughs) My question is this. Is there any songs that you like from this movie, or... Uh, the song where Ebenezer was on his way to Bob Cratchit's house, you know, okay. he had his awakening, right. and um, I, I, I thought I wrote one of the lyrics down, but I don't know the lyric, but I was humming it. Okay. Oh, hold you close, hold you close with a thankful heart. Okay. <laughs> and the Sonic, the 
I can carry eight <laughs> tunes. I didn't say I was the best singer. You did um, better than I do. I can make probably people get up out of their walk. You know how people walk on their walkers? Like old people? I think I can make them walk again and everything oh. because of the sound of my voice because oh. of how bad I can sing. They would be singing. Miracle <laughs> work. <laughs> um, I like this song um, that Christmas spirit present sang when he was out in the town with the people and then doing all this, you know, Broadway number and people were dancing and spinning around. I really love that. I mean, like I said, yeah. that was probably the one of the, some of the best scenes that I liked in this film. You know? Yeah, I highly encourage you and others to go, well, you know, once COVID gets itself together, um, to go see uh, Christmas Carol on stage. Because I saw it well, like I said, as a kid, but I saw it again as an adult like a couple years ago at the Shakespeare Tavern in Atlanta. And it was pretty awesome. You see, I never saw that. The only play that I've seen live was Phantom of the Opera. Oh, I wanted to see that. They're not having it anymore. Oh, it was yeah, on my bucket list of Broadway plays. I saw Les Mis before yeah. COVID hit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the opera was yeah. my, my favorite and everything. I was 10 years old or 11 years old when I went out and saw that with my grandparents because I was in Boston, of course, and they actually had a play for um, Band of the Opera. It was a three hour long play. <laughs> and they actually had intermission. So, yeah. But it was so cool to actually see the chandelier because I'm not even, get this, like the opening scene and this is, you know, we're already done with the review for this. For, we're just you know. shooting shop. Yeah. Right. But my favorite part though with that play was the chandelier whenever it plays that haunting music. Mm. I wasn't even expecting it as a kid and singing it up front and close, and all of a sudden I jumped when the uh, chandelier goes up. Oh, <laughs> and everything. Yeah. But it's man, a beautiful I, play. I wish I could have seen it before they just said, that's it, and we're done. I'm like, <laughs> can you, like, bring it back out? Like, right. I didn't they bring back it. everything else. Why not that one? That's pretty much a they popular play. They probably played that, like, I don't know how many times, and then they're like, okay, we're just this is it for reals. And I'm like, no, for reals, bring it back again. To be honest with you, they need to bring that back because it's such a beautiful play. And then also too, when the Phantom's on the boat, rowing the boat and everything too, we're just yeah. so glued into it. I mean, they do such an amazing job with it. I think you would love that. But I remember too, my grandfather had balcony seat tickets and I couldn't Ooh. see over the banister because I was little. So I couldn't even see and I really am. I'm excited because I get to see the Feather of the Opera, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom went ahead and brought me down to the low, lower floor, and there were some seats that were still available. And the usher goes, "He can sit here. There's nobody else sitting here in these seats." So I got to see the play without having to look over the balcony. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, I, I hope they bring it back. You know, I finally got to see Hamilton on Disney Plus. <laughs> I thought Hamilton was pretty good. 
I'm not really a big musical mm. fan unless it's certain musicals like Phantom of the Opera and now Hamilton, which I wish I would have seen in person. Uh, they bring cats back, and I saw that mm. as a kid, and I was freaked out, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of cats, so. <laughs> No, I don't know what's going on. Something about a spaceship, and then somebody gets the chance to go die with somebody. I don't know. The the cat fans are freaking out right now. They're like, oh my gosh, you got it so wrong. (laughs) My friend Jason would probably be cussing at me right now (laughs) because he loves cats. Oh my gosh. Well, he should come on the show and tell us what it is about. He wants to come on, so I might actually t- uh, tell him to come on and talk about it. Yeah, tell him to do like a brief overview of what Cats is about. All right. Thank well, you. guys, this is pretty much everything about a Christmas. I'm up at Christmas Carol. I hope that you guys enjoyed this review. We are going to be back tomorrow at eight o'clock Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern Time. If we're a little late, that's okay. We're going to have reschedule it for eight thirty, like we did here. I had a blast doing this with you to make as always and guys another thing too is is this we're actually sponsored by audible and you can actually go ahead and get your 30-day trial from audible if you click the link below and you know just go on and click that you get 30 days of just binging different books different things by audible so check that out and on monday i'm going to be interviewing a wrestler an amateur wrestler independent wrestler and I'm going to be interviewing him. And then after that, I have my friend Mike Perkins on. We're doing our Mafia Talk Monday. And we're doing our Sopranos review for season four. And then as far as Tuesday goes, I'm pretty much freed up after that. So that's going to be the end of the whole entire thing whenever it comes down to Christmas movies and things like that after we wind up doing our Jingle All the Way review. And it's actually going to be released on December 25th. But the good news is for people who want to watch it live, you guys get to see it early. So get this. You guys just feel special because I'm actually bringing something a little early to you guys. So compared to people who have to wait a little bit to listen to an audio podcast, but still, it's just my way of giving back to everybody. So if you guys, another thing too is if you guys want to show support with the page, go on ahead Go to go the GoFundMe pages on the links below. And another thing too is, uh, we actually have a movie website for all your entertainment needs and wants for your movie news, and it's www.movieloversunite.com. Then we also have a Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite Facebook page that's been up and running since 2013. Mm-hmm. Then we also have an Instagram as well, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. You guys can also follow me on Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter. And or you can go in and just follow me at John DiGorio8 on Twitter as well. And you can also listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. And always until next time, have a Merry Christmas, guys. And we'll be back tomorrow. And always until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>